Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone. You can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. And today's program, well, it's part two, because we are talking about strategically giving charitable donations. How do we position ourselves so that we can give, which is the ultimate purpose, but do it in a way that we're very efficient with us and it allows us to have tax deductions. So last week, if you had tuned in and if you haven't, feel free to go to our YouTube channel or you can go to crystalclearfinances.com and go to our radio tab. But when you go back there, you'll hear that we talked about, first of all, charitable bunching. And that is a topic that no matter where you are in the spectrum, it's something that you should know about. Remember, while you might be at a place right now where you say, Crystal, I don't have a dime more than I can be giving them what I'm doing in tithe. That's okay. Remember, we prepare and learn so that we can grow into that next season. And so that's what we're doing here today. Some of you are going to take this and run. Some of you are going to call up and say, Crystal, I've been waiting for you to talk about this because the money is coming. And actually, in my case, the money's here. And I need to know how to change not only my life, but my family, my community, and change the culture. Oh, yeah. We should talk, but we want to understand everything we do is about providing that education, providing that insight that says, hey, let's plan another seed of where you could be going. And again, if you're not there yet, there's no shame in that. It's all process of life, isn't it? And so we take wherever God has put us right now and we work with that. So there's five areas when I'm sitting down with a client and saying, you know what? We're ready for charitable gifting, but we want to do it strategically. And the first one that we talked about last week was charitable bunching. In essence, it sounds just like what the words are. You bunch together, put together two, three, four years of giving, and you say, wow, by doing this, it's going to put me over that line of the standard deduction, and now I can do itemized deductions, and now I actually can save more because I'm giving more that year. Many people will do this, and they'll give, and then they don't have to give the next few years. Not that they can't. Relax. But by doing it this way, they've become more efficient. I think it's a stewardship. The second area that we talked about was donating appreciated investments. And I see this a lot when there are charitable places, New Yorkers Family Freedom. We have Heroes and Horses. We have local churches. We have food pantries and missions. Many of them have a brokerage account set up where there's a DTC number where we're able to find out what that is and we're able to donate and it transfers right out of our clients' accounts, right? Some stock that they had that maybe they're like, I don't even want to touch the capital gains that's going to do to me. So they donate it instead. And this way they're able to have the deduction. So being able to do those appreciated investments put them over to the organizations, that's another way that we can be strategic. And again, we're not giving so that we get something back. We would give, hopefully, even if we had nothing in return. But if there are ways that we can give, be strategic about it, and lower the taxes, which we shouldn't be paying anyways, but that's just another program altogether, then if we can be strategic there, why not? 
Again, that's a stewardship question. Now, the third area we talked about, and this is where we ended, and I just want to add a little bit more on it before we finish up this series, is we talked about donor-advised funds. We talked about the way that you could put your family name and you could every year meet as a family and say, where do we want to give our donations this year? We could look to see how the account's doing. And if the account has a lot of gains, maybe that year you're going to give to several charities. If the account's down, we've had some rough years, you might say, mm, pump the brakes a little bit. We're not giving this year. But what's nice is when you put the money into a donor advised fund, or sometimes they're called family givings, there's different names for it, you immediately can have the deduction that year, the year in which you gave. Now, if you want to give it five years later, right, out of the fund, putting it to different places, you don't get another deduction then. It's when you first put the money in. And then you work with your advisor to hopefully grow that fund. And we talked about last week, it doesn't require that you start it with $100,000. You can start with $10,000, $25,000, get it off the ground and running, and then be able to see where God leads you with it. Now, some people, they like donor-advised funds because they don't want people to know that they're giving, right? They don't want the family name. Now, they will serve to give advice on it. People won't see that, but this way they can give. And there's more and more I'm meeting individuals like that that say, I don't want to make a big donation because then all of a sudden the letters start coming, the phone calls start coming. I hear you on that. But what we have to do then is we just set it up a little bit differently. So you really can re remain anonymous using a donor advised fund. So those are some of the options that you can use uh, when it comes to charitable gifting, ways to begin doing things, the immediate tax, tax deduction, remaining anonymous. One of the things about the charitable donor advised fund, which I like, we use different organizations like National Christian Foundation, Waterstone.org. There's a lot of good ones that we use. Not so much the Fidelity ones or different ones like that. I want to go right to the faith-based ones because any profit that they make, I know is going to go towards something that I believe in or I'm in alignment with. One of the responsibilities, especially I'm just thinking of Waterstone.org right now, is they actually vet out charities to make sure they qualify. You know, sometimes something can look good and it's really not. And so they'll look and they'll say, okay, well, where do you want to give? And I'm going to go back to the example of a real live donor advised fund that I have where the gifting that they want to do is in alignment with worship music. That's what was dear to her mom's heart. That's what that donor advised fund is set up to do, to provide resources to worshipers. Well, what Waterstone does, and it actually is through Waterstone, they actually vet out whether it's a church saying, hey, do you have any organization, do you have any donor advised fund that is looking to give money specifically in the area of worship? So now Waterstone, what they do is then they begin to look at this and say, hmm, is that a real church? Or is it just a front that somebody put up so that they could get free money? You know, being able to research that and having the resources to research is huge. I remember two years ago, I went down to One Hope, which is one of the organizations that we help support. And One Hope was talking and they brought an individual up to the stage who had the largest crane company in the United States. So they were a tad big. They gave over $52 million away in one year. Yeah, in one year. 
she got up on stage and she began to talk about they have an actual criteria in which they go through for any organization that would ask them for money. Now, what I'm finding is common. And again, I'm sorry, compliance department, I don't know what to use to back this up. So what I believe is common, well, but we'll do it that way, is I'm seeing from my own clients that they're getting more strategic in their giving. They're not doing a whole bunch of $2,500 gifts. They're looking and saying, why don't I make a $25,000 gift? Why don't I make a $50,000? All the little penny and nickel ones, they're starting to push to the side and they're looking to consolidate their resources to make greater impact for the kingdom. So when we're looking at that, that means individuals are looking for a criteria. How do I know this organization isn't a scam? How do I know this organization is truly going to use the money for expanding the kingdom? And they've got a good business plan in place. So they're not just throwing money at it because there's a fish on it. So if you don't have the time <laughs> or the resources to do it, like this other organization that has this big 52 million, they've got the resources. They got the time. So they're going to do all the homework. Other organizations that we work with to set up these donor advised funds can do that for you. And before we move on to that next part, I, I think that's such a good area that we need to be aware of. I think we get quickly involved in wanting to give to places and we don't do our homework. And we've got to start doing our homework. I think there'll be fake ones, you know, organizations out there that we probably shouldn't be giving to. But because we become lazy in our giving and we feel, oh, I made my gift and we feel we're off the hook. We're not being concentrated in our giving and we want to be that tip of the spear, right? We want to give to the organizations we know we're giving to. So in our household, we know we have these three that we're giving to and we're going to focus our money to give substantial gifts. And even with the profits of Crystal Clear Finances, like other corporations that are out there, they take their profits and they fund what they believe in. I'm doing the same thing, taking profits and saying, okay, God, out of these profits, what is to go into what organization? Who do I empower with the resources? So let's go on to our next one. And when we talked about donor advised fund, um, let me just pause here. We'll keep it under the same umbrella before we take a break. I want to talk about charitable gift annuities and charitable remainder trusts, because these are all tools where no longer are we just writing the check to the organization. We're actually setting up a foundation or setting up a trust so that we can give. Now, the charitable remainder trust. That's a situation where you can say, I've got these stocks. And you'll notice that we'll blend a lot of these five strategic planning strategies. We'll blend a lot because they flow good together. So you could take the donating, number two, the donating appreciated assets. And what you could do is instead of giving it to the organization, you create a trust and you put it in the trust because you might say, you know, I need that tax deduction because my stock went from $10 a share to $50 a share, but I don't want to pay all that capital gains, even though it's long-term capital gains. So you put it in the trust and then you set it up where it pays you an income stream during your life. And then at a reduced rate, as far as, okay, I get a tax deduction and now I'm having income streams so you can work it out that they're kind of offsetting each other, you're able to benefit from it. But then when you pass the remainder, hence the name charitable remainder trust, the remainder goes to the charity. And you can pick several charities to do that. Now, 
would I do that with a thousand dollars? No, because if it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars to set up the trust, we want to make sure that that's cost effective. Again, we're talking stewardship options. So when we set up this charitable remainder trust, you can say, how much money do I need it to bring in? Well, this is what my social security gives me. This is what my IRA required minimum distributions give me. Here's, if you're one of the lucky few, here's what my pension gives me. Okay, I need a little bit more. You can figure out with your certified financial planner or your CPA, what do you need to put in there and create that income stream? It's a win-win. What I'm noticing, on this journey of generosity, as we're learning to give, as we're learning to structure things, it is a win-win. We're able to pour into it. It blesses us and it blesses them. That's what I'm looking for. Whenever I'm moving pieces around on the board, I'm saying, how does this all fit? That's what I want to look at. Now, there's also different ones, and we're not going to get lost in the weeds, but we could go on and on that there is clats and cluts. What's a clat and clut? A charitable lead annuity trust. You know, we, we want to look at those where maybe we say, I want the charity to get an income stream. But then at my death, I want my family to have whatever whatever's remaining. So different ways that you can position it. This is something your certified financial planner should be able to sit down and talk to you about. One more, and then we're going to take a break, and we'll talk about the remaining two. These are gift annuities. I had someone call the other day. And they said, I want to give something to Hillsdale College. I believe in what they're doing. This is what I want to do with them. Can I just give it to them? Because I read something in the mail. I'll give it to them. And then they can give me money back forever and ever. And then when I die, they'll give the rest of it to my kids. I'm like, okay, I see where you're going. I can see where the disconnect is. So let's describe this. Many organizations will allow a gift annuity where you can say, here's what I have. And I'm going to give it to you. And they'll say, okay, before we take it, here's what the income stream would be off of it. And if you live 20 years, we're still going to pay for it. If you live 30 years, we are. But as soon as you die, even if it's like one year, we get to keep the remainder. Now, this is a little different than when you hear those horror pension horror stories like, oh my gosh, I got one pension payment and then they got to keep it and then they did whatever they wanted with it. If you're working with an organization that you believe in, right? In this case, when the woman said, I want to give to Hillsdale College, she wasn't upset when she knew they'll provide me an income stream while I'm alive. And then at my death, they get to keep the rest and they'll make scholarships for kids so that they can learn, you know, the facts about our government. So she was excited on that. So just be careful when you're looking at gifts annuities because there's so many different flavors out there. There's so many different ways to do that that we can overlook the fact that, yeah, it's not coming back to you. It will give you a stream during life, but that's why you get the donation and the deduction because you're making sure it's going to go to them and stay with them. Well, why don't we take a quick 60-second break. When we come back, I want to talk about the remaining two when we talk about possibly tax lost harvesting. We talk about positioning your accounts in ways that maybe can help in charitable gifting. And then we want to talk about qualified charitable donations because people are getting QCDs mixed up with RMDs and LMNOPs. Well, not really the LMNOPs, but we'll be back in just 60 seconds. When it comes to money, is financial independence the right goal? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. 
Financial independence allows us to stand on our own, but often takes God out of the picture. Financial freedom reminds us that God is our ultimate provider. We steward the resources He's given us. With this outlook, finances no longer control our moods or our self-dependence. We live, give, and steward in alignment with God's plan for our lives. Call Crystal Clear Finances today at 518-433-7181 and become financially free. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. As always, it is a pleasure to be here with you. I love providing this information, planting those seeds, because you know what excites me? Is that when you begin to see what is possible and understand, oh, this money that they've taught me to be afraid of, this money that I don't feel confident around, this money that I feel I'm the victim to and I'm constantly chasing it, is literally just a tool. And when you begin to get the mindset and understand, and hopefully what I'm doing today is just stretching that mindset to say, yep, you, you on the other side of the camera, you on the other side of the radio, you could be used to set up charitable remainder trusts. You could be used for charitable uh, donor advised funds. There's so many ways we can do. It's really just a stewardship issue. So if I was sitting listening to this, I would say, okay, first thing, am I most efficient with my giving? Maybe you're not ready for these different tools that we're using, but are you at least giving? Have you started the journey of generosity? You know, one thing that's really exciting that's coming up, uh, I'm going down to New York City and becoming a facilitator, getting certified to be a facilitator to take my clients and those God sends me on the journey of generosity, to walk them through what that looks like. And when they begin to understand what they want to accomplish, here's the exciting part. Then we're going to sit down with them and their family. So this is the way it looks. I go get certified. Then I meet with my clients who I know are generosity giving inclined, explain how these different tools work, talk about it, give examples, show how we can use businesses with it. And then those who are excited about that, then we get together with just them and their family at a nice place and we talk about this journey of generosity. Because what we don't want happening is mom and dad saying, oh, well, we talked to Crystal Clear Finances and we want to start giving, so sorry, kids. No inheritance for you. Yeah, like, that's not what I'm talking about. Nope, my kids are getting an inheritance. But I also know there's a line that says, okay, you're well taken care of, and I've given you resources now to go to the next level. Now I need to pour in over here. I've got to help in the culture of this country. I've got to be able to fund and empower organizations that are willing to be that tip of the spear. And so this journey of generosity, even as we're talking today, hope you can tell, just fires me up just a little bit because when we can understand it, we can live and give in the manner that God has called us. So right before the break, we talked about, remember, there's five areas. We've already talked about charitable bunching. We talked about that actually last week. We talked about donating appreciated investment assets and how that can help save us on capital gains or if it's less than 12 months, the short-term capital gains, which could be ordinary income. A lot that we talked about there. And then we talked about the fact that we can set up donor-advised funds, charitable remainder trusts, charitable gift annuities, charitable lead trusts, 
the list actually goes on and on because there's a lot as a certified financial planner that we can help our clients with. And I do, as we transition into the next one, I want to encourage you, talk with your certified financial planner. Let them know gifting and generosity is part of the hallmark that you want for your family. If they're not interested, give us a call at 518-433-7181 and let's impact the kingdom of God together. What do you say? All right, so let's talk about the fourth one. Now, the fourth way that we can be strategic, that we can have tax efficiency with our charitable gifting is the way that we do tax pairing with investments. And let me explain what I mean. All right, so if you were to invest in in one fund that was mimicking the S&P 500, you have all the companies in there and then they average it together and they say, here you go. 10% return. And again, for compliance purposes, I'm just using a hypothetical example. So now you have this 10% return, but you don't know which companies inside it did bad and which ones did good because chances are they probably offset each other. But if you happen to have a separately managed account, which literally allows your financial planner to say, oh, you have this stock and I can see your cost basis, meaning what we bought it for was $10. And today it's worth $50. Oh, I really like that. And I like the projection. And then if we see another one that we said, hey, we bought this one because it was projected to go high, was projected to create some products, services, and yet they pivoted, they've lost their CEO, they've lost their way. And we need to sell that one, but boy, we're gonna take a little bit of a loss. Being able to say, well, wait a minute, what if I take this one stock that has huge potential and I say, that's the one I want to donate to a charity and get a tax deduction for it. And while I have the tax deduction, so there's ways you can pair it and we call it tax loss harvesting, where we look to see what's high, we either sell or give that one and what's low and we just offset. So at the end of the year, there's no capital gains involved. Now, I'm making it sound a lot simpler than it is because we literally go line by line to see what's going on and which one needs to be sold, which one needs to be donated, which one needs to be, hey, we're just gonna cash that in and use those resources to buy something else. But there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. And when we can get to the place where we say, we understand which ones we want to give, which ones we want to sell, which ones we want to reinvest. There's a lot of planning that can go on in there. Now, as I've said before, I'm not a CPA, though I am a certified financial planning. So I have had the classes on taxes and the CE credits and all the different ones, but I am not trying to be your CPA right here. But I am saying your certified financial planner should be working with a CPA to make sure you're positioned correctly for taxes. Now, the last one, which I know, drum roll, please, which is the one where we want to spend the most remaining time on, is charitable donations from your IRA. So let's get back to the foundation because there's a lot of confusion between what is a QCR or a QCD and an RMD and 70 and 70 and a half. So let's talk about this. The required minimum distributions from an IRA we all know used to be the April following the year you turned 70 and a half. (laughs) Let's just make it complicated. So finally, they've changed and they said, you know what? It's when you turn 72. When you're 72, then you need to take your required minimum distributions. Then it's 73. Then they're talking now it will be 76. 
But that has to deal not with charities. That just has to do with the government wants their money. So at 72, 73, that money has to start coming out. In the past, it used to be a 50% penalty. Now it's a 25%. Not quite sure why they reversed that. But as we know, that's required for the required minimum distribution. Now, when we talk about, when we say a qualified charitable donation, that is still 70 and a half. So if someone calls my office and says, hey, I'm 59 years old, I, well, 59 and a half, and I can now touch my IRA and I want to do a QCD, I want to give it to my charity, my church, I'm so excited, I'd be like, Slow the bus down, let's pump the brakes because we may have to use a different path to do it because the qualified charitable donation, you have to be 70 and a half to do that. Now, what's the big deal? Why would you even want to do it? Well, I want you to imagine now you're 70 and a half and you have money that the in the past the government was forcing you to take. So you can take money from your IRA, you can put it into your checking account, and then what's gonna happen at tax time? Eh, chances are you may have to pay taxes on it, right? Because that's anything that's in that IRA should be coming out and be fully taxable as ordinary income. Well, they figured out a way that says, well, wait a minute, instead of it coming in, now I have to pay taxes on it and then I write a check and because I'm probably at a place where I can't itemize or whatever the situation is, I'm not getting the full benefit. So they made it where you could take the charitable, you could say, I want the charity to get my required minimum distribution or I want the charity to receive this income. So we have a gentleman right now who says, hey, that's what I wanna do and every year he calls, it's a simple form we fill out and we're able to take what he used to take and then deposit and then pay taxes on and now he just has it go straight to the church. And what's nice is it, it can be your church, it can be an organization that you believe in, but the only catch is it has to be age 70 and a half. Now, that doesn't mean we can't take money out from your IRA as soon as you hit 59 and a half and give to an organization, but it's gonna have to come to you then you're gonna process the taxes and then you can write a check to them. So let's kind of just summarize what we've talked about, not just today, but what we've talked about over the past two weeks. And really what this is, it's been a journey because it was telling you at the beginning of the year, like, hey, wake up, there's a wealth transfer that's coming. It's coming to you, some have already received it. And what we've got to do is, yes, we have to get ready, spiritually aware, emotionally mature, and financially savvy. We've talked about that. We've talked about how to protect the resources, right, when it comes. We've talked about life insurance. We've talked about long-term health care. And now we're talking about generosity, which to me is part of a financial plan. Because when we get stingy, then the money just seems to slip through our hands. But when we can be wise in our giving, not that we just be frivolous and go the opposite extreme and just give to anyone who's asking us. You know, there is a shift when you go from working full time and then you're retired and then you don't know what to give because you were giving before because you had money coming in on a constant basis. And sometimes people say, well, I'm just gonna keep at the same rate. And I'm like, okay, did God tell you to do that? And if he did, great. But we've got to understand what our giving is supposed to be, but I do believe there's supposed to be giving involved. So as we begin to understand that, we have to realize, okay, so what's the most efficient way to do that? 
And that's why we've spent last week's program and this week's program talking about that charitable bunching, talking about maybe we'll push it all together and be tax efficient that way. You know, and also we talked about the donor advised funds. And I want to make sure you know, there are people who want to do the donor advised funds or want to do the charitable bunching and make the donor advised fund, but they're not quite sure who to give it to. That's okay. Because God can reveal that over time, but you can take the deduction now. We talked about donating appreciated assets. We talked about tax lost harvesting. That's a mouthful. And about when to buy and sell and how we can give high cost or low cost basis, but high growth stock to other organizations in a way that benefits, that allows you to be able to do repositioning of other funds within your account. And then we talked about qualified charitable donations. Lot that we covered, and I want to finish on this thought. We can go on a journey of generosity. And as I mentioned right after the break, if this is something that as we've talked these last two weeks, you said, you know, Crystal, I am blessed because we really are. I'm blessed and I want to be able to have a plan of how I'm going to give. And I want to teach my kids to do that then will you give the office a call at 518-433-7181 and say, Crystal, it's me. I want to go on a journey of generosity, and I would love to partner with Crystal Clear Finances because we'd love to see that happen in your life and in future generations. So give us a call at 518-433-7181, and then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.